Hey everybody, welcome back to the half hour of power. I'm Joe. Jesse is here. Um Jesse. Hey Jesse, how you doing? You have a good week? I had a great week. I was reliving my past and just, you know, find the places where I can change my own history and make my life better. And it didn't work. That's good. That's good. Huh? <laughs> I'm glad it didn't work. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. We're going into uh, the second second mm-hmm. Exorcist movie for us to do. So this is actually the <laughs> fifth Exorcist movie shot and the fourth Exorcist movie released, Exorcist The Beginning. Yep. So this has a... Oddly enough, this wasn't easy to make. This has a long, troubled history. And to me, the making of all of this movie and what happened around it is way more fascinating than the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. But I couldn't think of one off the top of my head. Has it ever been done like this before? Has as I mean a whole entire reshoot? Yeah, I mean so so in case people don't know by now, the uh Exorcist the Beginning was originally made by Paul Schrader and uh Morgan Creek. I'm assuming this was all Morgan Creek, right? Morgan Creek is the producers of the movie. Uh, How much did Warner Brothers have to do with it? Well, Warner Brothers is the distributor. Yeah, Morgan Creek is. So they didn't really have much to do with this that part, right? I mean, of course, you know, Warner Brothers has to approve yeah. of the film when it's done, you know, but. All right. So uh, the production, yeah, Morgan Creek, the production company. Okay. So they made the movie. And. Uh, he finished the movie and they screened mm-hmm. the movie and they said, uh oh, we can't distribute this. This is yeah. too heavy. this is too psychological. We wanted something more gory. Marketable. I don't know. I don't know. I guess the psychological things were they, they find them hard to market for some reason. I mean it's mm-hmm. two thousand four. There's plenty of psychological horror movies around. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really understand what their problem was, but all right. So anyway, they bring in a bunch of directors. Uh, Rennie Harlan ultimately got the job to do it, but uh, they brought in a whole bunch. There were a whole bunch. He wasn't the only one. Um, and he right. said himself that he said, I can't do anything to us. They, they just wanted to punch it up. They just wanted extra scenes. They wanted uh, mm-hmm. more, more gore and more scares. Less, a little less uh, psychological. So he said, "Well, I can't do that because this movie is done. What you should really do is make a new movie." Right. And he says that he didn't think he'd ever hear anything about it again, and he thought, "Oh, gee, thank God I dodged that bullet." Mm-hmm. But the call, and they said, "Well, we really like that. So why don't you come and make this?" Like, oh, okay. So him, like a lot of uh, directors, love the original Exorcist movie and want to be a part of it in some way. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So they had 10 months. So they started this 
I mean, they rewrote the script. They started this in October. He said October 2003. Mm-hmm. And the movie was released in August of 2004. Right. So they had that short amount of time. And that's a really short amount of time from beginning to end for a movie. I mean, that's a quick turnaround. Plus, yeah, 10 weeks, yeah. Gets uh, an extra budget. So the estimated budget is $50 million just for Exorcist the beginning. Now, we'll go a little mm-hmm. bit more in Dominion. I'm going to try and focus on... Uh, so Dominion is what is called Paul Schrader's version, which ultimately was released. Mm-hmm. Limited theatrical run and then on a video. So there we, we have that. So um, before we get to deeper into it, this is on Rotten Tomatoes. And there are, unlike some of the movies we've been doing, there actually is a uh, critics ratings and uh, audience ratings. So, mm-hmm was a summer movie in 2004, so what yeah. do you think critics uh, have this rated at? Well, I remember this being pretty crapped upon uh, when it came out. Uh, I'm going to say 21 on critics. Oh, man, you are way off. It's lower, right? 10%. You know... That's All right, so that's cool. out of a, that is that's out of 130, 134 reviews. So from critics. that's a little so cool. The audience is fifty thousand plus. What do you think they got? Uh, I'm gonna say higher because there's just so many. Uh, I'm gonna say thirty-one. Twenty-seven. So you're about right. Yeah. Uh, about right. Okay. So yeah. Um, that's a change. Yeah. So I mean. And then, you know, it's always fun to scroll down and kind of look at the little critics' blurbs. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, let me uh, say uh, this movie, I don't hate this movie. I don't think mm-hmm. it's a great movie. And I yeah. don't even, I'm not even sure that it's good. I think it's good, but it's not entirely yeah. what it should have been. I don't, uh, you know, I, I, I do think it's a little worse. I don't think it's a good movie. I think it is a bad movie. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's 10%. God. I, I, I go more towards yeah, it in the it's... 30s. Okay, Which out of 100 yeah. is bad, you know? Yeah. yeah it is. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't even know if good is the word for it, but it's. Yeah. It, it's, uh, I don't know, it's kind of depressing because what it could have been. Right. Um, I'll I'll say this right now. I I remember reading about Dominion and going, "Oh, gee, I really wish we could watch that." I wish, that, and then they released it. We finally got to watch it. And even after I saw that one, now we're going to watch it again. We haven't rewatched it yet, so we're going wa- yeah. to watch that again because we are going to do that one too. Mm-hmm. Even after I watched that one, I still thought, "Huh? What are they doing?" Yeah. Well, um, so, and I, I think I kind of thought that, well, if you took this from the beginning and this from the beginning and then this from Dominion and this from Dominion and mixed it all up, you might have a good one. Right. Uh, well, I think, the, now, I, I, I won't talk about Dominion because I need to watch it again before I get into. I do too. I just, I just remember that yeah. that was my impression at the time. I'm not going to say anything beyond that till, till I watch it again. Right, I, 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 I agree. I think that's some, you know, but uh, I think 
that it's a good sign. It's a bad sign that you gave Rooney Harlan fifty million dollars to remake a movie that you're not going to release, but yet perform so badly that you released the yes. previous one anyway, just so yeah, you can say, so, "Oh, look." <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. It's it's weird. Warner Brothers is weird. They've just always been weird. Yeah, now um, that so, might have been demand. Yeah, so the estimated budget on Wikipedia is fifty million. Uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes does have an estimated budget on there, and their estimated budget is forty-one. Yeah, uh, billion. So I mean, somewhere between there, you got it. But uh, that is a quite a lot of money to shell out on one prequel to The Exorcist, which. Uh, I think you just said it. The, originally, they were not going to release Dominion. Nobody was ever going to see Dominion. Right, but yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Rooney Harlan uh, is a big-budget filmmaker. We can both agree on that. Cutthroat Islands, $100 million, Yes. Uh, Long Kiss Goodnight. He made Die Hard 2. He's made a lot of big-budget uh, pictures. Uh, so when he's asked to make what for him is a lower budget of $50 million, that's a lower budget. Yeah, he hasn't. That's a he hasn't uh, made one of that kind of budget for a long time. Right. So they're that's asking it. him to do a lower budget, lower, uh, faster shooting schedule. Uh, which here's the weird thing: Paul Schrader, as a director, is more attuned to those things. He makes a lot of independent films, so he's always on a lower budget, and he always has to shoot on a faster schedule because they have to save money. Uh, yeah. So he seems like to be the guy you'd want to do this film. Uh, now, I had to see Dominion again to, to have a, uh, a general opinion about that, to how it compares to uh, yes. Exorcist the beginning. But I will say this. One person who I think that you have to have in your corner on any Exorcist film is William Peter Blatty. <laughs> yeah. would, would you agree with that? I would too, and uh, you and I talked about this a little bit um, mm -hmm. after we watched this one again. Yeah, uh, I couldn't find any interview where he stated this. I couldn't find anything. Um, mm -hmm. Did he talk to William Peter Blatty when he got this job? I don't know. I couldn't find anything that said it. I uh, even listened to the commentary. Mm -hmm. Rennie Harlan's commentary because I, I couldn't I couldn't really find that much. Right. There's a nice little making of, you know, but it's a standard uh it's a standard making of so similar to like HBO first looks used to be. I used to love those, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and those those are fantastic. But I mean you're kinda wanting by this point you're kinda wanting something a little bit deeper. Because of the controversy over it. The 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 making Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there there wasn't any. So I mean if I'm uh, Rennie Harlan, and, and I don't know that he didn't do this, did he? I would be calling uh, William Peter Blatty mm -hmm. and talking to him a little bit and trying to get some ideas and, and his blessing. All right. And I probably would, I mean, unless the studio said, no, don't do this, I, I might talk to Paul Schrader. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, there, There's two schools of thought on this. One Talk to Paul Schrader and see what 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 happened. Or you got to come and go. This is my movie. I got to make it the way I see it. I can't have any kind of uh, influence from the previous one, uh, the Paul Schrader one, because the studio hates it. And 
I've, I've read different things about this show. There are things that where he says that he didn't mind the movie, and there are ones that say he hated that movie, uh, Rennie Harlan. Oh, Dominion? Yeah. Yeah, I, I have too. I've, I've read that he, uh, he said Paul Schrader made a good movie, but he can't touch it. And then on IMDb, it says he hated that it. he says he it's it. crap and you can't do anything to it. So, I mean, I right. don't know what's right. But also, uh, I thought that I had read that he had met Paul Schrader before, years before, and he liked Paul Schrader. Yeah. I mean, Paul Schrader is a, and Rudy Holler are on such opposite spectrums of the filmmaking uh, line. Because Paul Schrader's more known for his dramas and his dramatic. Uh, now, his, his movies have violence in them. They're always very, very attuned to violence. Uh, but they're more like taxi driver kind of violence, like psychological with a final explosion yeah. at the end. Where Rennie Harlan yeah. is more known for his action-oriented films. Uh, which, here's the weird thing, and this is really, really where it gets weird for me, is that if you would ask me, Mr. Hanlon, who do you want to hire to do Exorcist at the beginning, or Dominion, or whatever you want to call it, the prequel to The Exorcist. Let's just call it the prequel to The Exorcist. Who are you going to hire? Those would be the last two damn names I would have mentioned. Yeah, I wouldn't have mentioned those names. <laughs> uh, I would have looked towards like some horror filmmakers. You know, I, I, I probably would have said something like Wes Craven. I'm like, hey, yeah, Wes Craven might do a really good job with this. He does a, he, he has a good handle on that realism, uh, <laughs> ho fantasy horror kind of elements that might go nicely. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, could, I could think of some other names, but I won't go into it too much further. I think Wes Craven's enough. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, I think the problem is, is that Morgan Creek wanted a Exorcist movie that is like the the Exorcist movie they wanted is they wanted a J.J. Abrams Star Wars movie like the first one he made. They wanted the, you to have member berries to that whole thing. Where you're going, oh, uh, yeah, they did. And, uh, that was their problem with Exorcist Three. They did the same thing with Exorcist Three, right? They they want they want those little callbacks that you're like oh yeah. Problem is with Exorcist the beginning uh, is that the biggest callback you should have is that Father Marin is performing an exorcism on a young boy because that's what he said he did. Uh, so but in Exorcist the beginning you don't get that you don't get that at all. Yeah, so that that really is a uh, that to me is a big problem that. Uh, in the Exorcist movie, they keep saying that Marin performed an exorcism, and he performed it on a young boy in Africa, and it nearly killed him. Uh -huh. All right, so and he was a young uh, we man. We haven't done this. Done. Yeah, we we haven't done this one yet, but uh, they actually do that in Exorcist Two. You actually mm -hmm. see some of that in Exorcist Two. There. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, they don't do that in this one, and you think that's the only thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, let's back up just a little bit. The plot of this movie is basically, it's, it's supposed to be about that exorcism, um, that, uh, that first exorcism of Father Marin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. Then you got you got a lot of uh, other stuff in there that they tried to put in. Um, yeah. <laughs>
Okay, so I th- I thought this bit was uh, really interesting, but I don't think it ever plays out very well. So mm-hmm. supposedly mm-hmm. they find a mysterious church in uh, Africa, mm-hmm. and uh, it's supposedly the spot where the devil fell and hit the earth. Right. We're All right, that sounds great. Yeah, sounds great for a movie. Yeah, sounds sounds really really cool. That they didn't do much with the church. Mm-hmm. I suppose I don't know what else they could have done, but they didn't do much with it. Well, um, there's not think- much there with it. Um, the set was nice. I thought it looked really really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but underneath the church, there's a crypt supposedly, uh, and that is where the demon is because I guess there was a sect worshiping the demon there. But uh, the demon is not the devil. So I mean, if you're going to have a church where the devil fell to the earth, uh. I mean, who is uh, this uh, Pazuzu to the devil? Right. Well, see, that's. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of fascinating. I mean, the the opening was kind of neat. You know, the kind of call back to those weird those wars yeah. in heaven and all of that. But I mean, it just didn't. It didn't come together like it should. And then you know, you kind of. And if you just look at this, like just a, a moviegoer and you don't care about anything else. You don't care about why it was made or what, what troubles they had. Right. Then yeah, it's, it's not a good movie. Yeah, no. Cause for one, okay, let's just say it this way. Okay. So that's the spot where Lucifer fell. So you, that's why they build a church over where Lucifer fell because the church is supposed to be kind of like a prison, right? Yeah. So yeah. shouldn't Father Marin be fighting Lucifer, not Pazuzu again. Yeah, that that's that's the problem there. It's like, okay, you got this really fascinating thing, okay, but the demon is Pazuzu, so mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Again, what happened? What did Lucifer do? Just kind of, all right, Pazuzu, you can you can like sit there where I yeah, I fell him. here, but you, I mean, you can I, take it. I don't know. It's it's just kind of interesting. He's an archaeologist in it. He has lost his faith. Right. Um, Which again touches too close gets, to the original. Yeah, we're we're gonna get his faith back. But um, upon w- watching the commentary and listening to what uh, a short interview with uh, Morgan Craig, he's got a short interview on there. That Robinson guy, he speaks uh-huh. a little bit, right? Right. If I remember right on that documentary. Um, he says Rennie like Harlan did. Yeah, not really. Rennie Harlan did everything that they wanted him to do mm, right um he hit he did all the little member berries that you were talking about he put that in there he put he uh did some research on exorcism to, so he could do the twist he did that i didn't think was necessary but they put a twist in there mm-hmm. uh just kind of trying to say this is the possessed person and not this person but you're supposed to think it's this person the, right you're supposed to think the boy's possessed but it's the girl Mm-hmm. So they have a, another girl that's possessed, and he kept saying through the commentary that he was not trying to. He didn't want to copy The Exorcist. He was trying to be uh, pay homage and trying to do this, and it just got me wondering. And we talked about this briefly. Um, if he was able to make the movie the way he wanted to make it, and wasn't brought in under these circumstances, and actually got to be the one to shepherd it from the very start. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that movie would be like. We'll we'll never know. Well, yeah. Um, because he kept saying, and 
And you, you know this when you watch the movie. The CGI doesn't look great. Yeah, terrible. It, a lot of the stuff doesn't look great. And he said this in the commentary. He's not happy with the way it looked. Uh, mm. In particular, the uh, the hyenas. They look terrible. Right. Uh, he... He said he does say that he actually tried. They tried to use real hyenas, but they're untrainable and wouldn't do anything they wanted them. <laughs> right. They wanted them to do, so they ultimately went with that. And uh, he regrets that decision and uh, wishes they hadn't used the hyenas. So, uh, well, it's just kind of like you didn't have any time to do any of that. Oh, uh, so I mean, I, and I don't, and I don't know if we can answer it, but do you think he would have made a better movie if he was the one who shepherded it from the very start? I I don't think and so. had more time than ten months. I don't think so. I'm going to tell you, I don't think so. I okay. I will say that you know I listened to some of that commentary with you, and I uh, and you know watching the film, I don't think he had a real vested interest in the film. Uh, in the first place, that he came in at such a late date. Well, see, that's the that's that's what I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. If he got the call first, right? Uh, yeah, and, and and I don't think so either. I think he just wanted he just kind of wanted to be a part of the Exorcist and was kind of trying to do his best, and he was trying to hit all the notes they wanted. Right. No. Yeah. Uh, hit. Um, I mean, he was a director for hire. This wasn't like a, something yeah. he really really wanted to do. So, uh, what if what? If, and who knows? Maybe he never would want to do something like this without, you know. But I, I just kind of wonder if it, if he was the one at the very start, because actually, uh, Paul Schrader wasn't the original director either. Well, right. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> but that- he did. John Frankenheimer was the original director, but he didn't get to do anything anyway. Well, so. John Frankenheimer's crap anyway. I, I, he's only made. Well, yeah, we know that. Yeah, we all know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I don't like any of his movies, John Frankenheimer. Uh, I know people who keep telling me he's a genius, but I just don't see it. Uh, but oh, here, is he a genius? Well, some people <laughs> think he is. You know, the Manchurian Candidate, The Train. Uh, there's a movie he made called Seconds. I, I, I don't really enjoy any of them. Uh, so, uh, let me see. Let me pull that up. The Train, Seconds, Grand Prix. No? Grand Prix, yeah, it might be one of his. I don't know, but... Oh. Like that, I, the ones I've seen, I've only seen the train main cheering candidate in seconds, and I watched those three, and I watched Silent and Doctor Moreau, kind of done with him. Yeah, yeah. but uh, again, John Frankenheimer wouldn't have been my wouldn't, wouldn't have been somebody I think of. Here, here's one thing I find, I wouldn't have either. I, I thought that was an odd. Yeah, when I when I saw that he was the first director, like, huh? Yeah. Uh, if you watch The Exorcist, and you watch The Exorcist three. Stylistically, they are comparable. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Uh, and that's because William Peter Blatty and William Friedkin worked really close to the first one. And, you know, uh, yeah. the third one was William Peter Blatty. And, you know, he was. I think that when you have a film series like this, uh, the problem is, and this is even. I, I, I haven't seen The Heretic in a long time. I don't even think of it. I don't even know if I've ever seen it. It's been so long that. Uh, and what the problem with the Exorcist beginning uh, is that they don't style 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 wise they don't fit with yeah. the movie. Like if you watch a TV series, you know uh, the TV series from beginning to end is shot in the same style. You know what I mean? They don't mm-hmm. you know somebody doesn't come and go. Well, I'm going to make 
put everything in red lights now, and blue lights, and yellow lights. You know, they can't do that because the show has its uh, look. The Exorcist has its look, and um, you're out of The Exorcist once it you because the uh, the style is so changed. Pacing's really, uh, I think the pacing's so super off of this movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I think the uh, storyline isn't there. And again, Peter, yeah. William Peter Blatty should have been the first call and go, hey, won't you write this movie? But I'm, I'm pretty sure that after Exorcist 3, uh, William Peter Blatty would have nothing to do with Morgan Creek. That's, you're probably right. Um, there is a uh, bit of trivia where uh, William Peter Blatty went to the premiere and Paul Schrader was there. I don't know if they're sitting together. It doesn't say they were. I don't, I don't know if they were or not. Yeah. Uh, but it says they were nearly thrown out of the premiere for loudly laughing during the screening. No, I- and William Peter Blatty also says that watching this movie was one of the was the most humiliating professional experience of his life. Now I wonder what he thought of Dominion, and I guess that's something that we'll have to look into when we start watching Dominion. Well, he, from what I found, he really liked Dominion. Okay, so right there, you know that should be the movie that they released. The guy who created. Yeah, the storyline is the it says that that was his preferred film. <sighs> yeah, and that's the problem with Morgan Creek is now. Yep. I know when Rennie Harlan has had some horror films in his past. Uh, he did Dream Master, Nightmare on Elm Street Four, and he did mm-hmm. a, a little known uh, flick called Prism. Yep. Uh, which I didn't think it was that Prism's not that great, but uh. The Dream Master is not a bad film. The Dream Master is a good film. Yep. Um, I think he did some other ones too. I can't remember. Uh, did he? No, that was Robert England. Um, so I I don't know why Morgan. It seems odd that he was the choice. You know what I mean? Uh, and you know, like I said, Paul Schrader, oh, yeah. John yeah. Frankenheimer, they're all weird choices. Why didn't they try to go back to Friedrichin? I know. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Friedrichin is a is. They did. And he, yeah, they they did. There, there was. Uh, they had a discussion about uh, trying to bring him back, but you know he wouldn't have done it. And he's crazy. I, I hate to say that he's crazy. Yeah, he is. You know he wouldn't have done it. Uh, right. So he he has said recently there is no way in hell he would be involved with. <laughs> yeah. Another exorcist because they keep there's that uh, rumor going around about the whole. Um, they've been talking about this TV miniseries and a remake of The Exorcist. That is a losing, yeah, no, lose, lose, no. And he says there's no way in hell he'd be involved in that. No. Um, so I mean, the other thing that I found since we're, uh, William Peter Bailey did refuse to get involved. <laughs> yeah. So apparently they tried to talk to him again, and and you're probably right. He's such a bad. Uh, yeah, take experience with what they did to him on the Exorcist Three. Uh, I can't blame him for saying no. I mean, and it's—I've always kind of found it odd too. Why? Why do they want the Exorcist to be a, you know, like a Jason franchise, like a 
You know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Why? Why is that? Why is that? I I, I don't know. Um, I mean, William Peter Blatty went back and did The Exorcist Three Legion, but even that movie is uh, not really about an exorcist. It's kind of a different kind of uh, feel. It's a, a you know stylistically, it's the same, but it's not about an exorcist in any way. Uh, his yeah. version of it, I should say. His version of it is not really about an exorcist. It's about, like I said, it's a more philosophical uh, book and a more uh, emotional kind of, in a way, book, uh, for Kinderman at least. Uh, but the problem is, is you're going to go back and tell Father Marin's story, and that's fine. But when you make it so close to what the exorcist was, where Father Marin's not uh, loses his faith, uh, which the reason he loses his faith is a good reason to lose your faith. I would say that would be a hard one to get over. Yeah. Uh, yep. They uh, had to have uh, you know, so that's closely resembles it. They had to have Zuzu back in it. Uh, which, my lord, is that the only demon that exists? <laughs> For them, I guess. Yeah. Um, and. It's just because that was the demon and the exorcist. Right. Right. And even he even had to have a young priest with him. Uh, kind of like a father Karras, but uh, opposite kind of a way because he was the one losing his faith and that kid was, had strong faith where in the exorcist, Marin had a strong faith and Karras was the one uh, losing his yeah. way. Now, I can poop on this movie all day because there's a lot I don't like about it. But yeah. To be fair, I'm going to say one thing I do like about it, and that's how I think still in Skarsgård was perfect casting. Yeah, as Father Marin. Now a lot of a lot of oh yeah a lot of dinks are saying, well, uh, you know, he was ten years older than Max von Sydow was when he did The Exorcist. Who cares? And secondly, yeah. they put old age makeup on the ex on Max von Sydow because he was supposed to be older than what he was. Yeah. So that's that's all crap in my mind. But I think Stellan Skarsgård is really, really good in that movie. Uh, uh, for some reason, the other actor I really enjoyed in that movie was the uh, piece of crap guy who was running the uh, dig site. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was quite excellent in that too. Uh, the late the, he was the actress is fine. Uh, Isabella, I can't, I, I can't, I, I, I can't get that last name, so I'm not even trying. Yeah, she does a fine job. She does good. Uh, most of the acting is, is fine acting, um, but they're given nothing. They're given nothing. I, I, I would say that you walk out of this movie with no further insight onto who Father Marin is than you did from The Exorcist. Yeah, not really. And Father Marin in The Exorcist, the original, he's in it for like, what, 20 minutes maybe? Yeah, just, uh, yeah, that's it. The ending in the beginning, really, basically, right? Whereas yep. in this movie, he's through the whole entire movie. But all you get is that he's mad. He's pissed. He's kind of pissed off at God. Yeah, he's, he, they don't, I, I mean, I, and I, I don't even know how that would play out. They don't really, he, he won't talk to anybody really about why he's not a priest anymore because he, he says he's not a priest. Right. He doesn't really say what that meant to him. Does that mean that he's just not 
being a priest or did yeah. he dis uh <laughs> yeah. disavow his vows yeah. um it, it didn't really yeah. say any of that uh we do get the flashback with um uh, the nazis forcing him to do something unspeakable mm-hmm. uh, but uh yeah there's there's nothing in there about that and the most of it is him trying to figure out what are people hiding from him? Cause they're not telling him everything about the dig. A lot of these people, like, I mean, he finds out that there is a, a, a I think he was an archeologist who went nuts and is now in a sanatorium. Mm-hmm. And he finds out that that is actually the husband of the nurse lady there. Let me see. Let me see if I can try and say her name. Okay. <laughs> Isabella Skorupko. Mm, maybe <laughs> so her name is Sarah in the movie, but Isabella Skorupko, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, so yeah, you mean she's hiding something. You find out that Father Francis, uh, uh, he is uh, he's hiding something also, and I don't I don't really understand why they were hiding what they're the uh, at least the the young priest. He was there checking up on something for the Vatican. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand why they were hiding it. Uh, it's, it's not. I don't think it's really clear. I mean, maybe to keep the natives oh safe or something. Maybe to keep them from digging around. Maybe to keep the British from digging around with the British were digging around. Yeah. I don't. I don't really know. I couldn't really figure out why they were doing that. It's like those are the types of things that's weren't developed that well, right? Like in this, I don't think. And then this is really. I mean, all of that stuff is. That can kind of be forgiven a little bit, but then you get to the very end, mm-hmm. and this just made no sense to me. It's like there's, it's, it's like what, what is he doing? And he didn't say why he did it. And that's one of the reasons I watched the commentary. Is like, well, why'd you do that? Because, yeah, you know, certain movies you go, just I just want this one question answered, and he doesn't answer. Like, yeah, Batman Forever. I want to know why in the hell did you give the Riddler pink hair? Right. Well, you know what? Joe Schumacher told me why he gave him pink hair. He thought he'd look cool with pink hair. He didn't. <laughs> okay. 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 That's why he gave him pink hair. Okay. All right. I, he, he answered the question. So <laughs> yeah. watching this one and yeah. it's like, all right. So they made the lady possessed. Okay. So it was a little girl in the exorcist. So he's not trying to copy the exorcist, but. Yeah, and then that way you copy The Exorcist. You do a, a girl again. Yeah, well, woman. And if you do a search for if you do a search for many of these uh, possession movies, it's probably a hundred times more often a girl. Yes, yes. And we know why that is, and we'll talk about that for you know later in another movie. But if you if you didn't want to copy The Exorcist, make it the boy. Do the boy. I mean, he didn't mention anything about. The heretic, yeah. But the possess the the exorcism scene is so it's it's just horrible. Mm-hmm. There's just no, you know, an exorcism. And you know the worst the worst scene in that. This is this is even worse to me than the hyenas. Yeah. The final bit where he casts out the demon uh, she's running down this long tunnel where the hell did this long tunnel come from I don't know I mean I, they just turn around and there's a long tunnel where they've been running around in this cave for a long time 
for some reason, she's just running down this long tunnel ladder, uh, blasting obscenities, and he's uh, reading the rite of exorcism. And right. It looks so bad. Yeah, look, not only does it look really, really bad, but when you watch the first exorcist movie, the exorcism seems like a real chore. It seems really, really rough, and those guys have to go through a lot to try to get that girl to be exercised. Yeah, it did. They they did the preparations in there, and they said they they have these things, and this is what yeah. they need. But in this movie, do that, and it was just like grab this book and this, and let's go. Yeah, in this movie, he he it he goes in the uh, book, and in the movie, he says that exorcism almost killed me. It's like, well, according to the exorcist, forgetting it seemed real easy. It seems simple. It really did. It seemed, uh, I was kind of, I was, you know, when I hear them say that, I think, oh my gosh, this went on months. Yeah. And this exorcism, this really drained him. I mean, he could have been fasting at some point. Um, we could have seen some, uh, you know, something like that. Yeah. Well, but you get none of that. You just get, okay. All of a sudden, uh, Marin sees that, uh, oh, there's a demon here. I bet. guess I'm a priest again. Yeah. But here's the thing. Rennie Harlan, I heard this, when I was listening to this commentary, basically the way he described the exorcism, he goes, well, it's like there was this wall in front of her and she hit it. Right. Yeah, he was trying to do something like that. He was trying to show that he had the uh, power of God on his side and he was protected by God. And she ran into the wall and that kick, helped kick the demon out. Right. No, no. It, you can... It's, no, that, that that description is almost like an old cartoon where you see the cat get hit and a skeleton comes out of his body, and his body's yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's something like that. It's like oh, oh yeah. It's like okay, yeah. It's like if that's what you got to think when you're shooting it. All right, but but it wasn't. Rep- it didn't get represented very well. It didn't. It didn't come across very good. Yeah, I also understand why it had to be uh, that easy. It's because he didn't have any more time. That movie. The plot, the story was over because he built so much in front of it uh, that the exorcism really was nothing. The, real, the exorcism means nothing in that movie. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not a long movie. Yeah, I mean, honestly, could, could I? I suppose it was a long movie for. I mean, it's almost right at two hours. So I mean, you could add on another. Yeah. 10, 20 minutes yeah. to have a really good exorcism scene. I mean, there. but the way they did it, I almost felt like he could have grabbed the, uh, what was his name, Joseph? Yeah. He could have grabbed Joseph, climbed out of the tomb, pulled the tomb over the hole, and just stuck her down there. Left and her. left her. Just left her there. Well, because that's the other thing. She died anyway. Yeah. So who cares? He got the demon out, but the demon killed her. I, I'm, I'm so glad that uh, they didn't go with the... Uh, did you read about that no- the novelization that they made of the, exor- the Exorcist at the beginning? No, I did not. Apparently the writer of that the book is named Steve something, Steve Bazilkis, I think it is, or something, I don't know. Uh, but in his describing of him, uh, Marin being around Sarah, that he had to fight an erection the entire time he was around her. It's like, what? Come on now. What the hell is going on? Uh, yeah, we got to have that in there all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I know he's a priest and he's given up being a priest and uh, he's not fighting his urges like he used to, but come on. <laughs> you know? 
Yeah. I mean, I know he was, he had a, uh, he was attracted to her. And, and all that. But once he decided to become a priest again, that relationship's pretty much over, right? Yeah. As a romantic relationship. Uh, yep. But, you know, there is one other big bad piece of CGI. And it's at the end of the movie where we find out that Father Marin, well, he's a priest again. Oh. And he walks onto the, uh, into the, over to the Vatican, and it's like, okay. She's walking but, through the Vatican Square. Yeah. Uh, I. So, uh, yeah, that was a. He explained why that looked that way, too. You know, <laughs> I think Green Harlan's a clever boy. And he probably could have shot a shot, one of those uh, classic Citizen Kane Dutch angles, where he shows yeah. Father Marin, uh, the camera's shooting up, and Father Marin walks into the shot, and we see the Vatican high in the background. Where we don't see all the fencing and all the people, we just see the top of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's the worst part. They shot the movie in Rome, but uh, it was too. It's too much trouble to actually shoot in the Vatican, which is weird. Uh, yeah. So he's just walking against uh, a plate. No. Where they had to erase all of that silliness. I don't think that looked very good. It's obvious that he's not really there, but they could have done something else. They could have shot it somewhere else if they. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's it's not. Again, I, it's hard for me to, to blame Ernie Harlan. Hired guns are hired guns. They're gonna come in. They're gonna. Yeah. They're gonna shoot the script yeah. and they're gonna walk away. They're gonna do what the studio wants them to do, and the studio wanted this. Yep. And see it. Yeah, he hit like like I said he. Uh, especially after listening to his commentary, he hit every note they wanted hit, and he did exactly what the studio wanted. So but my question is this, okay? And he didn't have any time to do it either. This is my question for you, Joe. <laughs> uh, now it seems like yep. that James Robinson usually that like Morgan Creek will have a producer on set at all times, right? Yeah. So was nobody watching Paul Schrader's movie going, "What's he doing? What's he doing?" And then go to back to their bosses. Go, uh, he's not doing what you want him to do. Well, that's one. That's that's one of the odd things. I mean, from what I understood, and we'll get into this a little more when we uh, are on Dominion. He, they left him alone, and he <sighs> shot his movie, and they approved the script, and they knew what it was, and but he didn't really know. That there was a problem until the end when he started hearing something about how there's no gore, this isn't scary enough. But he's Paul Schrader. And then he thought, uh oh, something's up. He's, yeah. Paul Schrader has a history of films and the films he likes to make and yes. the films he does make. And they're, they, it just seems really odd to me that they're like, we're going to do what he wants to do. Well, Paul Schrader is a, and, you know, he's an independent kind of mindset. He's going to do what he wants to do, he doesn't care what you want. He's going to do what he thinks is best for the movie. Yep. So, to me, that's like saying, uh, okay, we got this guy. We know he's a maverick. We know he likes to bend the rules. We'll leave him alone. But yet, Rennie Harlan's guy who yeah. kind of gives you, you know, is, he was, is a hired gun, and he's brought into kind of like, you know, like, okay, you're a hired gun. We're going to watch you like a hawk and make sure you do everything we want. Yep. I mean, it just seems odd to me. I... Yeah, I, oh, I'm yeah. going to say That's... this, and I to we said this before, but I think the best thing Morgan Creek ever did was Free Jack. 
So <laughs> just saying that, I'm just putting that out there. Uh, yeah. You know, that might be. We might have to look that up at some point to see if we could find uh, uh, but, what is the best Morgan Creek Yeah, what's the best Morgan Creek movie? But they seem to bite people. Best Morgan Creek movie. Because there, there are other movies that they, they made. I don't have them at my disposal right now, uh, but I will look them up again. But they seem like the, the, a lot of the films they've made, they've had fights with people on. Like, well, no, we don't want this. We don't want this. We want this. I don't know what kind of company they are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, Let me look at this. So, I mean, here's a listing of some Morgan Creek movies. So, Young Good Guns. Living. Young Guns, Dead Ringer, Major League, Renegades. Nightbreed, Coupe de Ville. Nightbreed so, right there. there you go. <laughs> I, I know they fought with them. Um, Last of the Mohicans. Michael Mann. I don't know that there was any fighting on that one, but I think that's okay. a fantastic movie. Better than Free Jack? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's better than Free Jack. I'm going to have to watch Free Jack again now. Um, but yeah, I mean, they got a lot. I mean, Ace Ventura. I'm trying to get down there. Oh my god, they did that King and I yeah. movie? Oh, that was the yeah. animated one. Okay. Uh, Angel I, I, 3,000 Miles to Graceland. I'm probably one of the only people that actually Yeah, but liked that, that movie, movie had some problems with it too. It's it did have problems, yes. But it's and yeah. Um and who could forget Joanna man? Yeah. I mean, come on. Um yeah, so it looks like they're still making stuff today. So the last the last credit they have, according to the Wikipedia, is uh, All Eyes on well, Me. That was a while ago. 2017. So uh, the next thing they have, and this is really, really a, a horrible, horrible thing, is an exorcist yeah. film listed. And it's listed as David Gordon Green is attached. And it's supposed to be a co co-production with uh Can, can I ask you a question? And it's supposed to <laughs> reboot later to what? So, so David Gordon Green did the Halloween sequel. But he was yeah. also attached to be doing the Suspiria remake before uh that crap piece of crap Luke uh uh, whatever his name is. Uh, what is his last name? Yeah. What, what, the the crap, piece of crap he made. Uh, he was attached to that before him. Is it just like every 70s horror film remake that they look for uh, David Gordon Green to make now? I guess so. I mean, I, I guess. Uh, that I mean, that Halloween movie hit at the right it's, time. It's a good movie. And, good movie. And it's it's a good movie, and it hit at the right time. Um, but yeah, I, I don't understand Morgan Creek and why they seem to fight so much. Um, I don't know either. Yeah, but um, yeah, so I mean, there you go. You got the uh, trouble production of the uh, Exorcist. The beginning. Mm -hmm. um, also, it is kind of funny that Rennie Harlan uh, was uh, hit by a car. <laughs> the curse. When he was gonna. Uh, this was an early on in the shooting. They had already started shooting it when he got hit by that car. Yeah. 
not funny that he got hit by a car in that way, but just yeah. odd that he got hit yeah. by a car. So some people say it's the curse. Uh, and uh, it, I mean, maybe it's just uh, the universe was saying, Rennie, <laughs> you don't need to make this. And I'm going to send this car to hit you, you. To, uh, put you back on you back on track you just needed to make another uh, big action movie because that's what we want you to do anyway so come on but the universe yeah. didn't get through again him, he's not a bad so filmmaker he saw it i mean yeah he's he's not um he's just has made this uh bad movie under some really bad mm-hmm. circumstances here wow. <laughs> so yeah so uh there you go if you haven't seen this for some reason uh go check it out uh, one of the other uh, fascinating things about it is, I don't know how much we talked about it. We'll talk more about it when we get to Dominion is um, you actually get to see, a, I don't even know. It's not even a rip, but the same movie made by two different, very different. And uh, Jesse has highlighted how different Paul Schrader is from Rennie Harlan. Two different filmmakers. It's just kind of interesting to yeah. see what they do that's different. With basically the same story. Um, also, Stellan Skarsgård plays Father Marin in both versions. So you get to kind of see well, what does he do? How does he work and play the character under Paul Schrader? And how does he play the character mm-hmm. under Rennie Harlan? Is it exactly the same? Does he do it exactly the same? I don't know. It's just kind of little fascinating stuff uh, like that for uh, <laughs> movie nerds like us. <laughs> to uh look at so there you go check it 